There is a crisis for kids in Illinois with severe mental health and behavioral issues. Experts say they're seeing a spike in kids threatening to harm themselves and others. And some are struggling with serious developmental disabilities. The situation is exacerbated by treatment facilities that are at capacity and short-staffed. Meanwhile, families are increasingly desperate for relief. WBEZ Susie Ahn reports. This summer, Jamie Cullen carefully walked into her kitchen. Her 19-year-old son, Luke, who has autism, had attacked and bitten her while they were driving home. Cullen hoped that staying out of Luke's sight for a while would calm him, and she thought they were in the clear when she found Luke sitting quietly looking at his iPad. But things suddenly turned. He just ran up to me, and I was at the kitchen sink and just bit me. At the time, Luke was about 225 pounds, nearly twice the size of his mother. During the school year, he attended a therapeutic day school, but his aggressive behaviors had gotten worse during the pandemic with his routines upended. It takes all three, my husband and my two 21-year-old boys, to get him off of me. I had a jean jacket on and ripped the skin right off my shoulder. They called 911, and Luke was taken to an emergency room where he attacked his mother and hospital staff before he was restrained. It would become a regular routine for the next several months. Luke being at the hospital for days while his parents tried and failed to find residential treatment, a place that could safely house Luke while he received education and treatment. Colin often faced the most severe attacks and had to stay away when Luke was home. She says it's as if Luke turns into a different person. We didn't want Luke to not live with us, but we just couldn't live in fear. You know, it's so heart-wrenching anyway because, of course, we want our son at home, but we just want him to be safe. Teens like Luke with developmental disabilities, behavioral and mental health issues are being turned away from residential treatment. These centers were in short supply before, but the coronavirus pandemic has made a long-standing problem worse. Now more kids are in need of specialized services, but centers are at capacity and short-staffed. Three state agencies place kids in these facilities, including the Illinois State Board of Education. The state couldn't say exactly how many families are waiting for beds, but experts say there is nothing currently available for kids with the most extreme needs. Peter Jess Wilco is another parent desperate to find help for his 15-year-old son, Kyle, who has autism. His frequent violent episodes have put both Jess Wilco and Kyle in the hospital a number of times over the past few months. He says their home has no drywall left from Kyle kicking in the walls. My 13-year-old daughter spends most of the time living with my parents, but it's heartbreaking because, you know, I'm on the phone with her and she cries and she says, why do I have to be punished for this? And, you know, I'm like, you're not being punished. This is just for your safety. We're working on a solution. Jess Wilco and his local school district have called all of the facilities on the state's approved residential placement list, and nothing is available for Kyle. A couple of centers told Jess Wilco there might be space in 12 to 24 months. I don't have that time because I honestly don't think that I will be alive. I mean, if he continues living with us for that long. Some centers have room, but not enough specialized staff to serve kids. Jason Keeler runs Allendale, a residential facility in the northern suburbs. He says he's competing with a nearby Amazon distribution center that can pay $17 an hour plus a signing bonus, while his frontline workers get $15 an hour. The level of care that we provide and the acuity that we heard about the kids that, that we were designed to serve, they need a very specialized level of treatment. They need specialized skills. They need specialized training. They need specialized supervision. The workforce and, and the wages just don't keep up with what we can offer those staff. 
Schools are required to provide children with disabilities a free, appropriate education. To get reimbursed by the state, families and school districts must choose from a list of approved facilities. When Jamie Cullen and her school district found nothing that could help her son Luke, she had to hire a lawyer and file a complaint against the school district, which requires it to pay for the treatment facility rather than the state. There are no ISB approved facilities, so our district's like, you're going to have to get an attorney because legally we can't do anything. Cullen says it's just been a few weeks, but Luke has already made big improvements at Shrub Oak, a facility in New York that is not on the state's approved list. Her son, who loves listening to Ariana Grande and going on car rides, is now participating in class and smiling. We had to privately pay to hold a spot, which some families can't do. Some districts that can't afford to send kids there aren't going to be able to do it. And then where are their kids going to go? They're going to sit in hospitals. Parents are going to you know, be unsafe at home. Peter Jess Wilco is going through the same process now for his son, Kyle, hoping to get him placed in the residential program in New York. School districts end up paying for these placements when students are placed in non-ISBE approved treatment. That can be a burden, especially for resource-strapped districts, according to Carolyn Roselli, an attorney with Robin Schwartz, a firm that represents several suburban districts. There's nowhere else for these kids to go. They can't come home. They can't come back to the district. You know, these are our most significant students, our neediest students in Illinois. Advocates have called on the state to expand its approved list. Meanwhile, state officials have long said they want to rely less on residential facilities, and instead they want to invest more in community-based services to keep kids close to their families. But experts say those efforts were thwarted by the budget crisis under Governor Bruce Rauner's administration. At that time, many community-based mental health organizations closed down. At a legislative committee hearing last week, state lawmakers were frustrated that no agency directors showed up to answer for these severe shortages. State Senator Sarah Feigenholtz listed a number of laws meant to address the issue, but lamented that little had changed. We have consent decrees coming out of our ears. People are being dragged into court on this every day. And in the meantime, while no one's making a decision, these children's lives are just gone. They're lost. Mental health experts say we're in the midst of a massive tsunami of youth who need help. And without significant changes, an already frayed system of supports can't handle the crisis. Susie on WBEZ News. This story was co-reported with WBEZ's Sarah Karp.